Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. Wasn't the first deal they built, I bet. No, no. I think the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Presented by Christine Auction. I'm Thad Moffat. And I'm Roland George. And today we're going to kick things off by telling you a little bit about ourselves, a little bit about what is made in Love Cross. I'm really excited, Thad. I think this is going to be uh, probably the number one podcast in the world by this time next year. So, um, you know, no pressure <laughs> on us. So. <laughs> we're going to do right by your fans and your family in America. So I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it too. Just to just to give people kind of an inside look of like everything, all the history in Level Cross, and and not only that, but what's currently going on there, and what's currently going on in my life, and as we move forward, just give give people kind of a behind the scenes look at at what what life in Level Cross is like. 
Yeah. You know, speaking of your life, I, I think you got a lot going on next year and we'll, we'll, we'll dive a little bit into that later on. But let's let's dive into you real quick, because, you know, some people may not know who you are. They may be just t- tuning in on this podcast um, saying Thad Moffat. They may think it's like a NASCAR podcast. But let's tell everyone who Thad Moffat is and you know, explore, explore the inner workings of what a Thad Moffat is as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Of course, I'm Thad Moffat, grandson of Richard Petty. Rebecca and Brian are my parents. Rebecca is Richard's youngest daughter. And then my dad, Brian, was CEO of the race team for a long time and worked worked for the race team for 30 plus years. And now he's at Petty's Garage running, running and operating that day to day. So still a lot going on in Level Cross, even though they're not racing four or five cup teams out of there like they once were. It's it's still a busy place and, and a lot going on there. But as far as me, I mean, I was I was never I wasn't always a race car driver. So about when I would turn eight, we were in Daytona and I was with my grandpa walking a pit road and Eric Amarola had just run good in the 500. He was driving for us at the time. And I was like, man. That could be me one day. And grandpa was like, sure, it could, buddy. And then we came home. We got some quarter midgets. Didn't race for a couple of years. Grandma got sick. So we kind of ran a little bit when we could. And then by the by the time I started racing full time, I had outran or outgrown the quarter midgets. So I started racing go-karts. Did that for a little while. And then at 14, got in a late model for the first time. And at 15, I started racing late models all over the Southeast and had some success early in the late model stuff. So we jumped into the ARCA stuff, then ran there for a couple of years. And then this past year, we did some uh, TA2 stuff. And the year before, we did a couple of truck races here and there and, and some ARCA stuff. So outside of the racing stuff, I would consider myself more of like a adrenaline junkie i played a lot of sports growing up i was big into water sports and snowboarding and football basketball baseball pretty much all stick and ball stuff and also like to hang out with my family big family driven guy and hang out with my dog Knox. (laughs) so i mean everything my entire life has kind of been family driven and we go to church together we go eat together like this Sunday, we're going all to hang out at mom and dad's house and eat dinner. So, I mean, that's just just what we do. We work together. We we pretty much do everything with each other. So everything I've done is, is kind of what great grandpa started in 1949 there in Level Cross. You know, a, a big family atmosphere. Everybody that came to work at Petty's Garage felt like they were part of the family or Petty Enterprises or Petty Engineering or Richard Petty Motorsports, no matter what it was called, it was it was always a family. So I think that's that's one of the biggest things that I've kind of carried into my life as I grow up and uh, just keep it kind of family centered. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it right in the head of the family. I mean, every time I call you, you seem to be out to dinner with with the family. You know, I hear, I hear Brian and, and your brother Harrison and, and Lauren. So I, I think. It, 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 truer words have never been spoken. Moffats and Petties, family through and through. I, I think it's interesting, though. I wasn't aware that Eric Almarola, hopefully we can get him on the podcast since, you know, he's he's retiring. 
he's got to be your inspiration now. I did. I'm gonna I'm gonna start telling people that that it was because of Eric Almirola that Thad decided to become a race car driver. Even well, it was like entirely true. <laughs> it, well, I mean, it, I always kind of like grew up at the racetrack, so like from my entire life, not from. I mean, I was at the track at like a couple months old, right? But my entire life, I just went to the racetrack, and that's what I did. And it took me until I was like eight or nine years old to realize, dude, that could be me. Yeah. Like I like growing up, I mean, Harrison Burton, Todd Gillen, like all those kids, we went to MRO together at at the racetrack. And I mean, like we just rode our bikes around and our scooters and played basketball. Like we, I don't even remember watching the races when I was a kid. Like I could hear the cars going around the track, but I just, it wasn't something that we really sat down and did. And then I think like by the time I got like eight or nine, I was like, you mean I can do that? Yeah. (laughs) So that was pretty cool. You you definitely, you definitely grew up in the right family if you wanted to be a race car driver and you know, not every, I, what, what I thought was interesting was, you know, when I first met you, I, I thought there'd be more petty family members driving. And it turns out, you know, you're, you're the guy, man. I mean, Harrison did a little bit of driving, but there's really nobody else, your cousins or anybody else that really took up that mantle and decided to to race. And I think that's really cool. I mean, there's a there's there's a little bit of pressure on you for next year, I'm sure. But the fact that you're carrying that torch that, you know, your Uncle Kyle, last time he was on track was over, gosh, 10 years ago. And, you know, we're you're kind of honoring uh, Adam Petty's legacy. So it's it's neat. It's really neat. Yeah, I think um, it's really cool for me to be able to to carry on the opportunity to keep the petty name in the sport. Right. I mean, we always we always joke at family Christmas. You grew up in our family. You either played football or (laughs) or you raced cars because like I mean, like my cousins, Kyle and Richard and Harrison, they all went to college and played football in college and me and Adam and Austin and we all raced cars so it was it was like all the men in our family either did one or the other so for for me to be kind of passed the torch as the next driver in the family is is really cool people always ask about like the big pressure thing you know and it's like i mean my whole life has been the same situation like nothing's ever changed right it's like nothing's ever not been pressure so i guess i just kind of got used to it i don't I don't really feel like it's a whole lot of pressure carrying on the on the family name because I know they'll be proud of me no matter what. I mean, it's just like we were talking about the family atmosphere that you get. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that I won't get in trouble by grandpa because he's definitely pointed the finger at me a few times in my racing career. But it, he at the end of the day, I think no matter what, he's he's going to be proud of me. So it's just really neat for me to get the opportunity to kind of carry on that legacy. I agree for sure. Well, I'll, I'll say a little bit about me because I'm not as interesting as you, Thad, but, you know, very honored to be a uh, part of your podcast here, share the co-host duties with you. So, you know, I'm, I'm Roland. I grew up in New Jersey. My grandfather was uh, a Ford dealer. And so I, I grew up in a Ford family, grew up near a junkyard. In fact, I think we still have the largest junkyard in the county in New Jersey still active. But, you know, automotive things, they just, they come naturally with my family. And, you know, grew up, went to college for uh, aviation, 
joined the Navy, did that for a while. And then I uh, got back in the automotive space. And then, you know, I got the, the, the most magical phone call in the world from your uncle, Steven, asking if I wanted to work at Petty's Garage. And for people who aren't aware, so Petty's Garage, you know, that is an active shop. We do high performance uh, builds, restorations, whatever you can think about doing to your car, whether it's a 1965 Mustang or a 2020 Challenger Scat Pack, you're having it done at the same place where um, Richard Petty's race cars were, were built. Um, it, it's the most hallowed ground in in the racing world, in my opinion. So it's really cool to be working there alongside Thad. I mean, Thad, you you work there every day, almost every day, unless you're you're doing something in the racing world or doing some kind of charity event. You know, Thad's Thad's going away at changing oil, putting Lear bed covers on trucks. Uh, doing brake jobs. I've seen you do it all. Exhaust systems. That's your favorite, right? You love doing Here that. lately, I've been mounting and dismounting a lot of tires, and I don't really care for that tire. Yeah. I think you but, uh, like it, though. Just like with going back to, man, just being in Level Cross and being part of what what's happening there is just like I'm willing to do whatever there because I want that place to stay around for my kids to see because, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I played hide and seek in that building my whole my whole childhood, right? And they were racing out of there until I turned what eight or nine, yeah. Sure. And, and so they were racing out of there, and they would we'd go around and pick up lug nuts from where they do pit practice out back, and it was like <laughs> a game. So I mean, I just I'll do whatever it takes to keep keep that place going, you know, and and keep it around for generations to come. I mean. It's the same thing that grandpa did to keep it around for us to come. And when they passed me the torch as the driver, I also got kind of passed the torch as here, this is your responsibility yeah. too. Let, let's get into that. I mean, level cross, like what, first of all, what is level cross? Is it, you know, level cross obviously is a place. North Carolina. Yeah. So why don't you do like, why are we calling this maiden level cross? Well, I just, Everything that Level Cross means to my family, I mean, that's that's where we were all made. You know, I mean, when I say that, it's in every sense, right? Like, as humans, our careers all started there. I mean, we, we do everything there pretty much, right? So, I think it's, it's a really big part of everything that the Petty family is, right? And for great-grandpa to start there in, in 1949 and... Here it is, 2023, going into 2024, and we're still there operating at a larger scale than they were back in 1949, obviously. But, I mean, that alone speaks volumes, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the mid-level cross thing, from what I remember. And we'll have to get either Grandpa or, or, or Dale Inman on, on this podcast to talk about it. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that late 60s, the team started putting – a decal on the back of their the, the car, the bumper or the trunk lids that maiden level cross. And then that carried through. I I've seen I've seen maiden level cross on the safety clean parts cleaners that we've had, some toolboxes here and there. So it went from a decal to now a, just a, a concept, right? You know, we're yeah, like you said, we don't just make parts, we which we still do for the garage. We don't just make parts, cool cars, swag. Everything, including this podcast, is made in Level Cross, and then it's much more far-reaching, right? You know, you, yeah. like you said, well, that, 
that's the, that's my whole point, right? I mean, like, yeah, we, all the race cars, Richard Petty Race, were made in Level Cross, and all the race cars, Lee Petty Race, were made in Le- Level Cross. But outside of that, I mean, it's it's made Richard Petty who he is, right? It's made Absolutely. Lee Petty who he was, Dale Inman who he was, and, and it kind of forged us all. I think it has a lot to do with uh, the whole family thing, right? Because uh, if we didn't only have – if we, if we had more than just level cross, then it would have uh, not been as as family. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, people who come to the museum there, you know, your Aunt Sharon runs a museum. As as big of a compound that I sometimes think it is, it is. It, it is small compared to the the megalith race shops you see nowadays. I mean, the fact that they they won all those championships championships out of there from forty nine to to oh eight, it, it's mind boggling. I mean. It's so cool. And if you haven't been out there, you definitely need to. It's a bucket list item for any race fan. All right, Thad, you know, before we get into uh, your future plans and what this podcast is going to entail for our wonderful viewers, you know, we can't do podcasts like Made in Love Across. We can't race. We can't do all the fun things in life without some really cool partners. And uh, we are very, very happy to uh, announce that our presenting sponsor for the Maiden Level Cross podcast is Pristine Auctions. Big shout out to those guys. You know, Pristine Auctions, family owned and operated online auction. They specialize in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, arts and collectibles. And for over 20 years, they've grown from a spare bedroom to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. By putting their customers and consigners first, Pristine has become one of the largest and most trusted auction houses in the world. That's right, Roland. They work directly with leading authentication companies to ensure items are 100% authentic. In addition, they have leading third-party authenticators that regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that is honoring to God, our family, and our customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Visit pristineauction.com and register to bid today. Big thanks for seeing auctions. So let's dive right into it, Thad. You got a big, big 2024 coming up. <laughs> Share with us what, what you got in the pipeline here. I heard it through the grapevine that you may be going NASCAR racing next year. Can you confirm or deny this? I can confirm it. We will be racing in a NASCAR top three series next year. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say anything else? I don't, I don't know. All I don't right. think so. We'll, we'll keep it under the wraps for now. I, I like the suspense. <laughs> Keeps our listeners on their toes. So let me let me ask you this. So you, you had a really good rookie season. The Trans Am TA2 Series. Got to meet Tony Perella with uh, the Speed Tour. I really, until I started working at the garage and met you and followed your career in, in that series, I had no clue that um, Trans Am was that cool. You know, I, I grew up, hearing about the Trans Am series and watching the guys like Mark Donahue and, uh, you know, the, the infamous Penske Camaros. But 
I didn't I didn't realize it was as big as as it is. And the fact that you were in the TA2 series, you, you did such a good job. I mean, you had you had a series of a thing of what, three, four. How many top 10 series top 10s did you have? Uh, I think six, right? Like half the races. Yeah. 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 I mean, we ran. So I think, I think for me this year, more it was more about learning, right? I mean, NASCAR has gone, gone this way where they run a lot of road courses and I was not very good at road course racing. And so I said, all right, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to run these road courses and I'm going to learn everything I can. And we actually did it with a, Scott Legacy, who used to race in the Cubs series. So he knew both sides of it, right? Like he knew the road course stuff and he knew the oval stuff. So we got ourselves with a good group and I went and just grinded it out and learned how to road course race. And by the end of the year, we were top 10 in points. I think we ended up seventh in points and then second in the rookie of the year standings. Um, So overall, I would say it was a successful season. But for me, it was just about learning. And uh, to start the year, we ran about 15th to 20th. And then by the end of the year, we ran top five the last four or five races. So I think it's it's speaks volumes of how much I was able to learn this year with Scott Legacy and, and leaning on his group a lot, you know, and all the data, all the real-time stuff you get to look at is is very, very helpful in, in that TA2 series. And then thanks, big thanks to Tony Perella, you know. I mean, that guy's awesome. He's all over the place, and everything he's done for that series is pretty cool. So, yeah, he's I, to be a part of. I, I couldn't believe how many upcoming NASCAR drivers are in that series. How many NASCAR drivers, former or you know current, came down? You know, Daniel Suarez made an appearance in the TA series. Justin Marks came down to the TA two series, right? When you worried him in Detroit. Yeah, he ran Nashville and Detroit. But yeah. I, and and I didn't realize this either. But Tony Perell was telling me, I think I don't know if it was last year's five hundred or the five hundred the year before. But like 27 of the drivers in the Daytona 500 had ran through TA or TA2 at some point. So, I mean, when I got – I didn't know a whole lot about it either before this year. And then I went over there and they were like, yeah, Ty Gibbs ran over here. Austin Dillon ran over here. All these guys have been using this tool. And I was like, no wonder they kicked my butt on the road courses. (laughs) It definitely – it sharpens your skill. I mean, I I saw you progress from – well, you said, you know, you, you really didn't do too much road course racing. And you were you were up there, I mean, competing in the top 10, top 15. So I think it really sharpens a driver's road course skills and prepares you for the next level, whether that be NASCAR or any other series. So if you guys never have seen or, or know about the, for the Trans Am series, highly recommend you check it out. They've got, you know, the free online broadcast on YouTube. So Big shout out to those guys, and they've been very instrumental in this upcoming year. And you're going to be doing a couple of races next year, right? Yeah, I I really enjoyed running those cars this year, man. They're a lot of fun to uh, drive. They don't weigh very much. They have a big wing on the back of them. It's yeah. a wicked looking race car. Um, so I want to try and do as much as I can because I think it is a good tool. So I'll run a handful of those races next year for sure, and uh, along with our uh whatever we're gonna do in nascar next year (laughs) got it can't wait for that announcement but you know you you made it you made a few friends of trans am series you know you and austin green are fighting for the rookie honors 
so you definitely have a pool of guests in that series, but going forward with the podcast, you know, I, I think you got a pretty stout guest lineup, right? Yeah, I think that, I mean, just being in this sport my whole life and kind of knowing knowing almost everybody in the sport, right? I, I have made quite a few friends over the years. So I reach out to some of my buddies that are drivers and some of my buddies that aren't drivers that are crew chiefs and crew members. And we'll reach out to everybody who we want to be on the show and we'll see. We got a pretty good lineup of guests coming for you guys and and some exciting stuff coming for M- Made in Level Cross. Yeah. So with that, I think we're going to close out. So hope you guys enjoyed this, you know, intro level episode of the Maiden Level Cross podcast. Big thanks again to Pristine Auctions for coming on board for this podcast. And I can't wait to hear what your plans are for next year, man. Yeah, I can't wait to tell everybody, man. It's <laughs> going to be exciting to get it out there in the air. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening to uh, Made in Level Cross today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Made in Level Cross and follow me on Instagram at Thad Moffat 46. And then X and uh, Facebook, Thad Moffat Racing is uh, what you will look up to to find us. But be sure to like on and like and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to us on and, and leave us a good review. Yeah, please do that. That's all we have to be in this day. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.